0: Hey ladies, I hope you're having an amazing day. I've mentioned before on this podcast, trauma, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Obviously, I'm just going to scratch the surface to just give you sort of an overview of what trauma is and how it really does matter to not ignore or pretend that we don't have it. So I hope this episode helps you, supports you, and maybe gives you some guidance on what are some areas of your struggle and things that you may have covered up or ignored or just pretended they're not that bad or compared to others, things like that. Okay? So before we get into the episode, I just want to thank you so much for being here, being a loyal listener and continuing to grow and share the show. What I would love for you to do, if you have not done this yet, please go to Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. You can also do it on Spotify somewhere else as well. Apple iTunes obviously is the leader of the pack and that's how the show grows. So if you will please scroll down to the bottom, give me a five-star rating and just leave us a review of how this has helped you, uh, a little note of encouragement. Whatever you think might help others to want to listen to, that would be fantastic. That would mean the world to me. So thank you for taking just a couple minutes to write a review, and I hope you enjoy this episode today. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol-free that you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, full disclosure, I want you to know that there was most of my life where I was very unaware of trauma, what it really meant, and this is something that I have learned that I really want to share with you and also use some resources to support in this episode. But first, I want to get one thing really, really clear. By no means am I discounting any trauma that you may have experienced, it, experienced or comparing. So some of you have no question at all that you have had extreme trauma in your life. There have been obvious abuse situations, whether it's emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, so many things that you may have experienced. I have um, spoke with some of you that have had sexual trauma from leadership in your life. You have witnessed a murder in your life, and I understand that this is really in-your-face obvious trauma. This is to validate you and to let you know that I see you, and I'm also here to educate those and encourage those that might have what I would call maybe little T trauma. We'll call those the big T traumas. It's just easier to not compare, not to categorize necessarily, but to just recognize that some of the traumas that are big T's, they're super obvious. We get, we all can recognize, oh girl, that was trauma, right? But I'm sharing this because just like everything else in our world and society, a lot of grouping or generalizing or conforming. There's all these things that we may have adapted to or grown up inside of just in our culture and our family unit to really believe that if we didn't have something big, then we don't have trauma. And this might be you if you said things like, well, I wasn't abused as a child and I haven't had someone close to me really close die or be murdered. You know, I had a good family. Everything felt normal. I had the food that I needed. I lived in a decent house. I didn't really have neglect or abuse. And that's very common. I was like that. I had a great family growing up. And I had older people, like grandparents and things like that, that died through the years, but I didn't lose a sibling and I haven't lost a parent. Life was just life, right? So I developed and stuff was normal in school. We didn't move around a lot. My parents are still together. I didn't experience divorce. So I really didn't think of myself as having trauma per se. But once I get into a little bit more detail of really what it is, I believe it's going to help open us up a little bit because when we don't have the awareness, remember as I share with you and I teach you and I support you, one of the first things that is required of us is to just be aware because we just don't know what we don't know, right? So when we do know, it brings a new awareness to us where we can look at things a little differently and maybe shift our perspective if we if we can and are willing, right? It's sort of like changing out the sunglasses. We had a really, really dark pair of sunglasses and then we shift to do a, a more amber pair and everything begins to look a little different, maybe even more clear and has a little bit of a different color. This is what I want you to consider as you are thinking through and listening through this episode. Okay, so here are a few signs of unresolved trauma. And I bet that you're going to be surprised. And my resource here is the book Science of Stuck by Britt Frank. She has a lot of pieces and parts in that book. I've talked about it before, but I really want to pull out some of the things that she wrote so I could give you a clear view of, I think, really how we've been looking at trauma wrong. And you know, I don't really love wrong. Um, but I just think we have, and it's not our fault. It's just what we've been taught. So here's a few signs of unresolved trauma, indecisiveness, over apologizing, people pleasing, perfectionism, difficulty, relaxing, procrastinating, inability to stop working when you want to rest, exaggerated startle response, you're always jumpy, difficulty enjoying sex, difficulty enjoying food without guilt. So, do any of you experience those? I know I have. So, like I said, in the book of Science of Stuck, the author refers to a trauma clinician, Dr. Peter Levine. Now, I want you to listen closely because this is going to help open up some new perspective. His definition of trauma, he says trauma is anything that is too much, too fast, or too soon. Trauma is an internal process, not an external event. He also writes trauma is not what happens to us, but when we hold inside Hold it inside in the absence of an empathetic witness. Trauma is your brain's inability to process and metabolize information. In simpler terms, it is brain indigestion. Though the word trauma sounds scary, it's simply a clinical way of saying your brain is overwhelmed. So just for a moment, I want you to think about that. Have you in your life at some point experienced an event or a perception of an event that felt too much, too fast, and too soon? Have you had a death of someone close to you? Have you had anything that felt super speedy and overwhelming and too much? There's another amazing quote from the book that says, trauma is not an illness, it's an injury, and it can heal. So let's just celebrate that for a moment. Have you ever heard that if you have trauma, you'll always have trauma? i always just have trauma. I have trauma. Well, I wonder why we kind of label ourselves that way. You know me, if you've been here long, you know I don't like labels <laughs> at all. Do I use them on occasion? Sure. Do I think about them on occasion? Sure. I'm sure I label myself from time to time, right? Unconsciously. But I just don't find it helpful to say, I have trauma. I'm just always going to have trauma. So what if what if we said, I have experienced a traumatic event in my past, and I really want to explore how to heal it. Now, when we talk about healing, never do we say healing makes it disappear, do we? Healing is not get over it or forget about it, as some people would say, oh, get over it, that was 20 years ago. No, how am I supposed to get over something like that? If this is my experience, and see, here's the key too is that I want you to recognize that this is your experience. He didn't say other people's perspectives or if someone else recognized that this is trauma and they agreed with you or validated you. No, this is your brain and how your brain processed. So I want to use an example here. I thought of this yesterday as I was kind of outlining this around moving a lot. Let's just say there's a child that their father's in the military and part of the military agreement is that they had to move. Most of the time, it's every two years. I've had many friends in this situation or they are parents themselves inside of the situation. So there would be some children that have been in this situation and they move every two years and they adapted to it. It was a joyful experience. It was a new, exciting experience for them. But another child could have felt very traumatized by that. Every two years, losing all their friends, changing their room, worrying about losing a a stuffed animal in the move. And they could have experienced trauma. And you can see how both humans, both children different brains. Okay. So remember, a trauma response is based on your brain's perception. It doesn't matter whether the need is real or the past stays present until it's processed. The goal is to metabolize our experiences, not to get over them. Okay. Let me say that again. So trauma is a response based on your brain's perception. And it doesn't matter if it's real, but the past stays present until it's processed. So trauma, you can be triggered right now. What that means is, I mean, because that sentence sounds a little confusing. Basically, what that means is that you can get now and you can be in a trauma response now. And it could not actually be happening now the current need is not really in the present. But what happened is the response to your body is remembering something that was there because it hasn't been processed and it hasn't been metabolized. It's stuck inside your body. So you can feel your feelings without overwhelm when you process it. So the idea of processing this experience, metabolizing it through your body will allow you to still potentially get, you might feel the trigger. You may feel the energy in your body, but here's what happens. You can remember the painful memories without cringing, without having a meltdown, without having an anxiety attack. You can feel at home in your body. That is the goal here. Okay. And the reason why that is important is because I want you to recognize today that you have this ability and I believe that so many of you have had past experiences that you haven't metabolized, that you haven't processed. And so part of your journey is going to be that. This has been a huge part of mine of what I've experienced inside of transformational coaching. This is what I help you with inside of our coaching relationship one-on-one together. It is amazing how many times I've had memories come up inside of a physical reaction, inside of a coaching session where I was able to really revisit it. And I didn't, here's what's crazy about trauma. Some of you, yes, you see it and you remember it clearly. But some of us and some of you, All of us have a lot of those pieces of our past that we just don't really ever think about, but our body knows. Our body knows it's there. So I remember one particular memory and experience that I had that was very traumatic for me and I had not thought about it in years. And inside of a coaching session, something came up and this memory just popped up. And what I was talking about wasn't even really related to that memory, but I felt that in my body. So the beauty of it was I was able to revisit that memory and see it from a different perspective now because of the way my brain's developed and how I've emotionally matured and how as an adult, spending time in that memory allowed me to speak with my younger self allow that younger self to speak to me, allow myself to speak to this other person inside of this memory, and really process it. This is the metabolizing. This is the processing for me to work through that and begin to feel that triggering energy in my body dissipate. Y'all hear me when I say this. This is the most freeing thing when you realize that this is such a down in the roots. This is the down in the dirt stuff. These are the roots that we talk about. We need to uproot and heal. Okay. So many of you have things from your past that you've tried to forget, that you've tried to quote unquote, get over, quote unquote, let it go. And it's just not possible. That's not how this journey works. And I believe that Part of this journey is you doing this. Yes, do we make conscious decisions to create new routines? Yes, do we try new things and experience new things? And we use our tools. We use our, recognize what our triggers are. And we, you know, we use things like I'm going to talk about next week, what it looks like to really spend time with God and ask him to help. And he can come alongside any of this work. Because if you're a believer, he's inside of you anyway. The Holy Spirit lives in you, right? So we want him involved in this. And we have to do the work. Surrendered action, remember? We have to have the awareness. We have to get honest. We have to have surrendered action. That's the first three phases of this process. We are required to take action. So most of the reason, I think, why you cope, why you people please, why you procrastinate, why you have difficulty relaxing, why you feel like you're living inside of perfectionism, the inability just to sit and rest, difficulty having intimacy, jumpy, edgy, I believe that this is unresolved trauma that you can metabolize, you can express, and you can heal from. So I hope this helped you. I hope this gave you a, maybe a new perspective if you haven't heard this. And there again, for those of you that are fully aware that you have big T trauma, I also want to encourage you, you may have spent a lot of time and a lot of energy inside of coaching, therapy, whatever support you've been receiving. Cause it's, it's interesting how a lot of times when we have the really big things, it's like, Oh yeah, I need to go to therapy. I need to get help with that. But I want to encourage you that so much of, I would say even micro, right? These little, just these little step, all these little micro traumas, they actually can sometimes add up and be causing more distress and causing you to cope more because you they're unaddressed. You may have been spending so much time and I think it's very important that you have working through these bigger traumas and I want you to recognize don't leave the little ones there. They need to be expressed and released too. So that's for all of us is to recognize that we're all human. We are not here to compare our journeys But if we want to heal, we got to go a little deeper, ladies. We got to get down to the roots. And I'm here to help you do that. I would love to have a conversation with you. Free chats are open. 30-minute calls for us to get on the phone together and have a conversation about kind of where you are now. What's got you feeling stuck and what you really want. And if you're really serious about really not only stopping over drinking, but digging up those roots and creating the life you love, then I'm your girl. So email me at michelle at Setfreesisterhood.com. I'll send you the calendar link and we can set up a chat and see where you are. Okay. I love you. And I hope that this episode has served you and added value to you. And until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at Porterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.